The business owner that is thriving still can benefit from strategic planning. Sometimes we think that it's only the businesses that are just getting started or that aren't doing well, that those are the ones who need the planning the most. But actually the inverse is also true. When you're thriving, how do you keep going? Welcome to the I Make a Living podcast brought to you by FreshBooks, the number one cloud accounting solution for small business owners and their teams. I'm your host, Damona Hoffman, and I'm one of you, an entrepreneur with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. As entrepreneurs, finances are at the forefront of every decision we make. And this year has brought a lot of instability and uncertainty, which has made financial planning difficult. So we all could use a little guidance right now. Whether you are using a pen and paper accounting book, Excel spreadsheets, or FreshBooks to manage your books, we're going to learn from a real accounting professional who helps entrepreneurs get their finances in check. Side note, if you're still using a paper accounting method, you might want to turn the volume up on this one. Our guest today is Twyla Berhelst, an accounting professional who is first and foremost an entrepreneur. Twyla recently left her company, Helm, to become the head of FreshBooks Accountant Channel and leader of the Accounting Professionals Program. She's been named one of Practice Ignition's top 50 women in accounting. And here she is telling me what all that means. I am part of the FreshBooks team. My role is head of the accountant channel. So I make a living through helping accounting professionals work with small business owners who use FreshBooks. I love that. And I also know that now you're a part of the FreshBooks team, but you're also an entrepreneur. You were doing this, running your own business for many, many years. Talk to me about what led you here to this position at FreshBooks. The truth is I'm more of an entrepreneur than I am an accountant, even though I'm a designated accountant. And so my journey through my career has been extremely entrepreneurial, simply because I became an accountant not to be an accountant, but to understand finance in the entrepreneurial world. So I've had a few businesses in my prior life before I joined the FreshBooks team, including an accounting firm where we did bookkeeping through to advisory work for small businesses, as well as I was part of a cash flow forecasting tool, so a software startup, and then came into FreshBooks with that entrepreneurial and accounting experience and collaborating that together with the types of customers who are drawn to FreshBooks and then the accounting professionals who work in collaboration with those folks. Okay, let's begin with the cash flow forecasting tool that you helped build at Helm, your startup. That sounds like witchcraft. (laughs) What is it in actuality? (laughs) Yeah, so to put it simply, really it's a tool that is designed to help a business owner understand where will their bank balance be in the future. The biggest stressor as a business owner, I know being a business owner myself, is will I have enough money in the bank to run payroll or pay rent or, gosh, pay myself for a change? Uh, When will I have those funds? Or can I afford to hire another team member, buy a piece of equipment? And so that tool really came from that concept of getting those optics on how am I going to do in the future? Do I have enough money? Will I run out of money? Can I afford to pay the spender? And it's a very visual tool that is a clear and simple graph that most people can understand. When a graph goes up, it's good. When a graph goes down, it's not good. And and you can see exactly what your bank balance will look like in the future. That particular tool aside, 
Can you tell us how an entrepreneur might begin to forecast and and to look into their cash flow, you know, if that's not something that they're doing already? I started my cash flow journey when I was A, doing it for myself and B, doing it for other clients was pulling the data out of the accounting software and, and using Excel to just uh, do some predictive, like, if this kept happening, wash, rinse, repeat. Like if I take this month and do it again and again, where do I end up? And then lastly, something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize is that the services and the support of an accounting professional who can help you with this are much more affordable than they ever were before. And when we think about a bookkeeper and accountant, often we have this preconceived notion of the bookkeeper gets the data into the system. The accountant files my tax returns to keep the government off my back. But that's actually only a subset of an accountant and bookkeeper's role. There's so much more than accounting professionals do. And because of technology, they do it more efficiently and more cost conscious than they've ever done before, which means even the smallest of businesses are now affording some of these experiences and these uh, expertise of accounting professionals to help them with things like cash flow or things like strategic planning or even payroll planning or what have you. Twyla has poured years of entrepreneurial experience into her current position, advising accountants on how they can best support entrepreneurs. And she encourages all other accounting professionals to do the same. This is crucial at a time when business owners are forced to get creative with their business plans. So why do only half of small businesses employ accountants? Twyla thinks that the biggest disconnect might come from a barrier in communication styles. Accounting professionals draw in introverts by nature, where they're very good at number crunching and running data and filing taxes and doing finances but communicating in a way that a business owner understands isn't necessarily always their best skill set, but it's one that they're crafting and they're really honing in on and really kind of creating stories and real stories, but creating stories that are meaningful to the business owner. What is it that you need to know and how do you need me to tell you that information becomes a big piece of their partnership with the business owner. And that's where the business owner sees the most value from what I'm seeing in, in those relationships. Obviously, this pandemic caught everyone by surprise, and we could not have anticipated. Obviously, we've been told, make sure that you have a cushion of a certain number of months and be mindful about your spending. But then when you get a curveball like this, how would you advise the entrepreneurs listening to adapt to this if they've gone from a place of positive cash flow to a place of uncertainty. I mean, that's the reality right now. For some businesses, they aren't able to open. They're not opening at max capacity. They don't know when. And in a time like this, I just don't want to brush under the rug that strategic planning sounds really great on an interview like this and sounds great on paper. But at a time when you don't even know what your business is going to look like three months from now, how can we start to do that and feel a little bit more in control of our financial future? I think the reality is you won't plan for more than three months from now. And I think even to have a clear, comfortable understanding of the next three months will give a lot of entrepreneurs peace of mind because you're totally right. And even the best of times, we can't plan beyond three months. 
Now we definitely cannot plan beyond three months. So I think it's a couple of things. I think it's making sure that you've got a really clear vision for the next three months. And that's including like an audit of your business, an audit of your finances, an audit of your team, processes, et cetera, to make sure that you're running as efficiently and effectively as possible as a business owner, which I know that business owners always strive to do. Having run a business myself, I know that lots of times I think this is not a very efficient process, but I don't have time to deal with that today. I got to do deal with all these other things. Now it's like, it is the time to deal with it because that efficiency or those changes of processes can result in success versus failure inside of your business during these trying times. So get a good grasp on what the next three months looks like. <laughs> Truly don't worry about day 91 uh, closer to the end of this, this three months then you plan for the next three months. It's kind of like, how do you eat an elephant and it's one bite at a time? That's kind of what we're dealing with right now is that don't think too far out because that can be really overwhelming and so uncertain. Let's plan for three months at a time, get that feeling comfortable. And then the next three months and the next three months, like step-by-step and be mindful that partway through the three months, you might have to make a pivot. You might be like, I set out to do these three months this way. And now something else through that another curveball, whatever that looks like. And you have to stop and re-strategize for the next 90 days. That's the times that we're living in right now. And it's that flexibility to pivot and to change, even though you had that three-month plan, still can happen and, and still will be useful and, and valuable for you to be comfortable with that pivot, which maybe is, doesn't feel very comfortable in the moment. I am what I like to call an improvisational entrepreneur, which means I'm usually managing my business one day at a time. I'll admit that might not be the most efficient way to run a business, but you know I'm learning and growing as an entrepreneur right alongside you. And as Twyla said, right now is the time to look at efficiency so your business challenges aren't completely overwhelming. And this year has thrown us some big challenges. The biggest challenge that I'm hearing accounting professionals talk about right now that when they're in this spot of finally got through the never-ending tax season is thinking about next year and the amount of work that they had to do this year for their clients truly was exhausting. But, you know, professionals in this field are, are givers. They want to help. And so they jumped to the challenge of PPP and, and wage subsidy programs and all those things that came with helping a small business owner this year. Now when they're reevaluating for next year, it's like, okay, how do I how do I charge appropriately that's going to be fair to the business owner who's also trying to keep their expenses in check? And how do I give them the level of service and, and the advisory or the strategic assistance that I've been giving for the past number of months? Now in an engagement that's sustainable and and, and uh, affordable for everybody, that's kind of the challenge that they're looking at now. It's like, what does 2021 look like? How do I keep helping these clients who I know they need my help and they value it, but they also don't have an endless budget that it, it's got to make sense. I've had a lot of conversations with accounting professionals recently where it's a restructure of what we call the scope of work, which means what does the accounting professional do for the client, as in the business owner? And what does the business owner take on to help with that workflow to create a relationship and an engagement that's affordable, that's still valuable, that makes sense inside of everything that we've we've had going on over the last, call it, year? And so um, they're really looking at that to say, is there a change of relationship engagement scope here that still lets me give you advisory and helps that strategic planning? that's affordable to you, 
that we don't blow up our team here, which has been an exhausting year for accounting professionals and their teams, something that's sustainable and, and they can work through the next year and still help that business owner in that way. That's good advice because I do think sometimes when we're in that triage state of what can I cut, what do I absolutely need? Like for me, even when I've been at those times in my business, my bookkeeper is like, that is the last thing I'm going to get rid of because I know that that is something I don't really excel at. And I think sometimes we have to be able to look at our own skill set and what we can manage and figure out places where we could use a little bit more support. So I think it's smart, not just because I'm hosting the I Make a Living podcast by FreshBooks, but I think it's smart to really at least maintain the bookkeeper or some sort of relationship with an accounting professional. Can you give some more actionable advice for, let's say, pandemic aside, for businesses that are even thriving at this time? You know, a lot of businesses have found their market at a time when other businesses have had to contract or fold. So for looking forward to happier, more successful times, what are some tips that you hope entrepreneurs can take into that next phase of business that would make them ultimately more successful as it relates to their financial trajectory? The business owner that is thriving still can benefit from strategic planning. Sometimes we think that it's only the businesses that are just getting started or that aren't doing well, that those are the ones who need the planning the most. But actually the inverse is also true. When you're thriving, how do you keep going? How do you keep on this trajectory? Because we know that businesses can really have cycles where it's like, I was doing great and then this happened. And like say pandemic aside, it could be something different. I was doing great and then all of a sudden this happened. Maybe it's your competitor opened up down the street or a new product was launched that's superior to yours. And so it does require strategic planning no matter where you're at in your business, no matter what your profits look like, that the number one reason that businesses fail is because they don't understand their finances. So if that means to me, if if you're a small business owner where you're like, I'm loving this because I got a bookkeeper or I got fresh books that's making the operational work really easy for me as a business owner or really slick, there's still financial data that you could be using to make decisions. And if you're not gonna understand the finances, then make sure you have somebody on your team who is. So that you have somebody else who's watching those numbers and making sense of them and giving you that information so that you can make decisions. Because no matter how well you're doing today, doesn't mean that that's what your next quarter or your next year is gonna continue looking like. And be mindful of that fact that it's data-driven that the number one reason that businesses fail is because they don't understand their finances. And if they had understood them, they could have made a different decision, which would have changed their success. And so make sure that you've got something in there that's somebody's watching those finances and does understand it and that they're helping you to understand where that's taking you. And it could be to a spot that's good or not good. It could be a spot that, okay, we do need to pivot because we were thriving and now something changed. Whatever that looks like is important to, to have somebody in your team who's got that familiarity and that level of understanding. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. Even in boom times, it's almost more important to do your strategic planning then. Don't forget to take a moment to celebrate your wins and how far you've gone in your business already. I say this because entrepreneurs often have a grass is greener kind of mindset when it comes to cash flow and the hunt for VC funding. 
A lot of entrepreneurs, like people come to our I Make a Living live events, and they're very interested in hearing about VC funding. And if I could just get people to invest in my business, then I will have more money and more cash flow. And then that will fix a lot of the problems. But from your perspective, I see you smiling. <laughs> so <laughs> our listeners can't see you smiling. So I'll tell them you're smiling, you're laughing. So that must be a myth, Twyla. Well, I'm laughing and smiling because I've heard it before. It's super familiar. And having had a, a software startup, there was even moments when I, I thought, dang it, if we just had an investor come in right now, our life would look so much different. And that can be true. It can change your business. And I mean, these shows like Shark Tank and <laughs> Dragon's Den exist, and we see some really cool and amazing stories. The reality is that's not the norm. And that's not how typical entrepreneurial journeys go. And to be holding out for that, you're missing out on a lot that's happening right now. It's kind of like that, even when you think about relationships, which I appreciate this is not a relationship show, but if you think about, you know, before you found your significant other, you think, if I just had a husband or a wife, if I just had a child, if I just had a bigger house, like you're kind of doing that inside your business. If I just had an investor, then my business would look very different. You're right. It probably would look different but what about your business right now? And what are you doing to make that successful? And on the flip side of that is when you do get money from investors, which certainly does happen. And it's really exciting to see two things. That money doesn't go everywhere or last forever. <laughs> it won't have this endless well of money. It's money that you can quickly, <laughs> I've seen this too. So I'm also laughing and smiling about this. You can burn through that money really quickly. And then now what? <laughs> Did you create a better product or better service that now you're going to be successful? Maybe, but maybe not if you're not careful. And then secondly, when you've got money coming in, then those investors will now have a good piece of the decision-making inside of your business. So part of what entrepreneurs love is being able to dictate what they're doing day to day and where their business is headed. You do lose some of that control when you have a venture capitalist or some sort of investor come into your business. Now you might think, oh, I'm not giving up more than 50%. It doesn't matter. You still lose some control and now the decisions aren't entirely your own. So consider that when you're hoping and praying for an investor to come along, it might not be quite the experience that you're thinking it will be. And think about what it is that drew you to being a small business owner. Some of that could be kind of stripped away because now you've taken this money and it's not just your money and your decisions. It's, it's group decisions. And sometimes you win some of those decisions and sometimes you don't. That's such great advice. And I know there are a lot of people that need to hear that. Since you stepped into my world of relationships, and this one is not a relationship podcast, but my other one is, let's talk about managing that relationship with your accountant or bookkeeper, your financial advisor who is helping you make these decisions because sometimes it's not a match. You might be with someone that doesn't particularly understand the goals of your business, or you as an entrepreneur might be operating in a way that makes it harder for that accountant to do their job. Do you have any tips from the inside, Twyla, about how as entrepreneurs we can better manage that relationship? I've seen experiences where business owners are holding on to accounting professionals that they don't enjoy working with. And that does happen where it's not a good match. And the entrepreneur is often still hesitant to 
make that switch to another accounting professional. I've seen this inside of when we had our accounting firm that we would be talking to somebody who's like, I'm not really enjoying that experience. You'd present them a full quote and you could tell that there's a good opportunity for relationship there, but they're still just hesitant until things get really bad. Business owners are like, I'll just deal with that next year. And then another year goes by and another year goes by. And so that does happen. And I think it is important that this professional is in your corner and you're getting under service and, and you're not getting value for your dollar or your money when it's not an experience and a relationship that you enjoy being in. Even if it's just mediocre, it's still not good use of your money. It can be better. And I know when we talked about relationships, I'm getting into territory uh, that I shouldn't be, but you know, it's not a case of like, I'm telling somebody like, oh, you found your spouse, but you know, there's grass is greener on the other side that there could be a better spouse for you. This is different. (laughs) This is a different type of relationship in that I know what a really great experience can look like and a relationship can look like between a business owner and an accounting professional. And if it's not an experience where you feel like my business wouldn't be successful without that person, then it's probably not the right person. And that's an extremist kind of view on it, but I believe that's possible. I've been in those relationships before. I've given those types of relationships to business owners. I see other accounting professionals who are delivering that. You want that experience where you think that person is a partner in my business. And if they're not at that level of relationship, then that's the time to look for another one. Not the the time when you're like, oh man, they screwed me out of (laughs) some money or, or I didn't get my taxes filed on time or my bookkeeping's not cut up. That's not the time. It's the time when you're like, is this relationship really one that is helping my business be successful? If the answer is no, then it's time to look for another one because there is an experience that you can have that will be a partnership, somebody who truly cares about your business, they understand your business and they're at a spot in your business that they are like a partner. It's like a business partner. FreshBooks has lots of different tools to make your life easier. If you don't have an accountant and you think it might be beneficial, Twyla can help. So I'm super excited that we are in a spot now where we're not just supporting the business owners inside of FreshBooks and so the customers that are using FreshBooks. We're also supporting the accounting professionals that are collaborating with those business owners. And so some of that is inside of the platform that that collaboration is happening and other times it's outside of the platform. But the fact that the business owner and the accounting professional can work together and FreshBooks is their tool is really what's driving the program. And what gets me super excited is the opportunity to help marry some of the FreshBooks customers with the right accounting professional that does give them that spark in their relationship and that really is that value-added partner to that business owner. I think a lot of business owners and customers that are using FreshBooks don't realize that this program exists. It is very new. They don't realize that we're certifying accounting professionals Every week that are joining the program, they want to work with not just technology, so the FreshBooks as a platform, but they want to work with the types of businesses and customers and clients that are using FreshBooks. And in some cases, they're really niching on that service-based business and they're really honing in their craft around how to best provide value and advice and feedback for those types of customers. So it's an exciting spot for me to be able to lead the program, to be able to create awareness and education to both the accounting professionals and to the small business owners that this marriage can happen and we're really going into relationships, but the marriage between the two can happen 
Technology is the tool that they're using to support that relationship, but it's not the only piece of the relationship. There's a whole client relationship that exists between communication, planning, advice that all come together and and really create a great experience for everybody. As both a dating coach and an entrepreneur, Twyla is totally speaking my language. Here are a few more takeaways from my conversation with her. The magic number is 90. Right now is the time to get organized and plan for 90 days ahead so you don't feel like you're always trying to catch up. Cashflow won't solve all your problems, and it can be a detriment to your day-to-day business management if you don't have a plan for spending that money. If you don't have an accountant, you might want to think about getting an accountant to show you the challenges and possibilities that you might not even realize are there. This podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks, the number one cloud accounting solution for small business owners and their teams. In addition to the entire suite of financial management tools, you should take a peek at our database of accounting professionals who are certified by our team. If you're not already a FreshBooks user, check out the exclusive offer that's just for our podcast listeners at freshbooks.com slash I-M-A-L. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash I-M-A-L short for I Make a Living. Our audio engineer and composer is James Morris. Our associate producer is Leo Shell Villanueva. Our producer and director is Paco Arizmendi. And I'm your host and producer, Demona Hoffman. Let's connect and compare project management tools. I'm on all the socials at Demona Hoffman. Or you can find out more about my relationship coaching business at DemonaHoffman.com. And remember, you need to have a good relationship with your money and your money manager because it's your business. I'll see you next week.